0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Last week, there was a very interesting development in India's civil aviation sector. Jet Airways, which flew for more than a quarter of a century before crashing into a mountain of debt last year, now has a runway for revival. The Committee of Creditors has approved a bid by a consortium of investors based in London and UAE. This potentially means that aircraft carrying the familiar brand name could take to the Indian skies again. The development triggers several questions, however. What is the kind of haircut creditors are having to take on Jet's debt? What really is left of the airline that has been grounded since 2019 and what are its new owners getting really? And what happens to vendors, oil companies and thousands of employees who are owed payments and salaries by the defunct airline? These are the questions I'll be exploring today. From the Economic Times, I'm Shrudhijit, and this is the Morning Brief. Today, we are joined by ET's aviation reporters Meher Mishra and Anirban Chowdhury, who have tracked JET's journey over a long time and have also broken many important stories along the way, including the identity of the winning consortium. Meher and Anirban, thank you so much for joining us today. Anirban, let me come to you first. We know the committee of creditors have accepted a winning bid. What does that mean for creditors, the airline and the winning consortium?
1: Thanks, Rudjit, for having me here. Uh, So as you rightly said, yes, the committee of creditors uh, have decided and have chosen a revival plan uh, from a consortium for the revival of jet airways. This is actually the first concrete step to a 16 month long resolution process that has been dragging on in mm-hmm. NCLT which is where Jet was uh, dragged by its lenders after it stopped operating in April 2019. So who are the committee of creditors they are the banks which have lent to Jet uh, this is led by SBI which is a quarter of exposure of the loans to Jet uh, followed by Yes Bank IDBI mm-hmm. Syndicate Bank and some others. They are the ones who have the biggest uh, financial stake in JET's revival and they are the ones who have been looking at the the revival plans or the resolution plans that have have been submitted on the court.
0: Could you mention the total outstanding debt of JET and and what is owed to financial institutions? Sure,
1: yes. So the total amount that has been actually admitted by the resolution professional amounts to 15,526 crore. The total amount of debt applied for uh, was 40,000 crore. Of that, a lot has been rejected. The 15,000 odd crore is the amount that has finally been admitted. Of that, banks have exposure to 7,460 crore. Other creditors, about 6,742 crore. And the employees who have not been paid their salaries, JET owes them about 1,200 crore. So that's the kind of money that we are talking about. So let me talk about the winning consortium a bit. Uh, One of the entities is Kalrock Capital. Which uh, describes itself as a London based financial advisory and asset management firm with a focus on real estate, venture capital, and what it calls special situations, which I'm guessing uh, refers to stressed assets like right. uh, jet highways. The other individual is uh, Murari Lal Jalan, who's a UAE based businessman who started in India, actually. He started with a paper trading business. In fact, his main business, which is called Agio Paper Industries, is a BSE listed company. Uh, where he is the majority shareholder. He uh, went on to uh, the real estate business and diversified to other geographies uh, like Central Asia, UAE, Uzbekistan. He floated a company called MJ Developers. With Jalan too, there is no uh, proof of, there is no documented evidence that he has any experience in handling aviation businesses. The other interesting investment of uh, Jalan is in uh, the super specialty hospital uh, Medanta. In which his group company Agio Limited has uh, has some stake, so uh, this is the consortium that's 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 won the bid. Um, what does it mean for Jet Airways? This is just a first step to its possible resurrection. Uh, a lot has happened since Jet stopped operating. Uh, in uh, April 2019 because of a cash crunch and and the debt burden. We are hearing that it is more a plan that has been sort of desperately agreed to by by lenders because uh, that was probably the only option. We have seen, like I said, 16 months of the insolvency process where a lot of corporates threw their hats in the ring, but uh, they stopped short of submitting a concrete proposal. Those included Anil Agarwal, Uh, They also included Synergy Corporation, which is a South American conglomerate which operates the Brazilian uh, airline uh, Avianca. There were others too. There was a consortium of uh, Haryana-based flight simulation technique center, uh, a Mumbai-based charter operator and Abu Dhabi's imperial capital investments. That consortium and Kalrog Jalan were the ones which were shortlisted finally. And uh, Kalrog Jalan is is, is, is the consortium that won. What sources tell us is that for uh, the lenders, it may mean a haircut of uh, close to 90%, which is the best they will get. Apart from that, they will be offered uh, close to a 9% equity in jet airways as an upside. The the consortium also plans to invest about rupees 1,000 crore in jet over the next five years and they will also invest in new planes etc so that's what we know about the resolution plan that has been approved
0: great great uh, sounds like a very steep haircut that needs to be taken by the uh, the financial creditors let me come to you now Mihail. could you take us through jets history it flew for 26 years it was india's oldest surviving airline when it got grounded i mean it's oldest surviving private airline when it got grounded um, in 2019. Could you tell us how did things go so wrong for Jet Airways and for its former promoters?
2: Thanks for having me here. So if you look at Jet's history, it started flying in 1992. If you look at their history, they have grown only when they had very less competition in the market. Like uh, in the initial years, till 2004-05, they had competition really only from Air India, which all of us know is a government airline. And they did not really have any, any strong competition. The competition started only when Kingfisher entered the market and then uh, subsequently Indigo entered the market. As Jet had competition from these private carriers, it started faltering. So they had a good run till 2004-05 and then it started faltering on, um, you know, services because there were, of course, uh, airlines offering better services then. So post that competition, they started faltering on a lot of things. Their financials were not looking good. Mm-hmm. Then they went. Then they went ahead in 2013 and raised money from uh, Etihad. So they sold a 24% stake uh, to to Etihad in the airline, which is when they survived for another four, five years, six years before it it folded in April April 2019. So Jet's growth has only been uh, due to less competition or virtually no competition from a national carrier. Mm. As it faced competition, it started faltering on services and and of course financials.
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about the shift towards no frills, low cost airlines uh, that we saw in Indian aviation and Jet was left standing uh, with their much higher cost business model, right? I mean, the newer airlines embraced the low cost approach. Would you say that is one of the things that uh, went against it? An inability to switch to and change its capital and operating structures and costs towards a low cost model?
2: Precisely what, what I meant when I said that post post Indigo, it tried to, you know, enter into low cost model through various ways, but they were a legacy carrier. So their costs were really high. It was very difficult for them to compete with an airline like Indigo, which was a fairly new airline with very low cost of operations, plus they ran an efficient operations. So that all, frankly, led to the bad financial position of Airways. Mm -hmm. and uh, when they were really in a bad financial position in 2013, they got an investor in Etihad, which ensured that they survived for uh, six more years. But then eventually their business model needed a lot of rework and a lot of reform to actually compete in a market which was primarily moving into a low-cost business. So when Etihad's investment started drying up in 2018, again, they started losing money. And uh, so, so when things were good for airlines, they announced a tw- up to twenty four five percent pay cut for employees, and then the, the famous town hall where the uh, CEO of the airline said that we have only money to run for two more months. Right. That of course all these stories were reported exclusively by ET.
0: Right. So you broke that story about the town hall, and that created a lot of. I mean, it was a sensational story. I think that's when the. The the full extent of the problem was known to the outside world,
2: right? Yes. And which is when uh, markets started reacting and realizing to the fact that jet is not in the best of its financial position. Yeah. Post that, Naresh Goel himself and uh, various other investors in the airline tried various ways to uh, get in money. Even banks got involved lately. But it was very difficult because banks would have wanted to invest money into the airline, but post the Kingfisher fiasco, they were not very comfortable of investing any more money into an airline which was not in the best financial position. That actually created a lot of of problems for uh, jet Airways. Had Kingfisher not happened, they might have got some funds from the uh, banks and they might have uh, revived, who knows. But but since banks were uh, wary after the whole Kingfisher fiasco, they were not ready to lend uh, money into the airline. And the airline had to fold up in April 2019.
0: Anirban, so Jet has been unoperational since 2019. So what really is left of the airline and and what what will its new owners be getting?
1: Yeah, that's right. It started operating in April uh, 2019 and not a lot is left of Jet, which is why a lot of us and industry watchers had had, uh, actually given up on any kind of revival. And this came as a surprise. So um, when Jet stopped operating precisely on April 17th, 2019. Um, it had 120 aircraft in its fleet and an employee strength of 16,000 people. Now it's left with uh, 12 aircraft and there are 3,300 employees left on its rolls. That, the flying license, and of course the Jet Airways brand, uh, for whatever it's worth, is all that uh, the new investors have of Jet. The investors would actually have been left with a lot less because Jet had almost lost all its aircraft. All the leased aircraft were taken back by the lessors. Some of them were leased out to other airlines, including actually uh, SpiceJet, which is a rival carrier. So what Jet is left with right now is all owned aircraft. Mm -hmm. That has also happened because the lenders, while the insolvency process was on, the lenders lent a little more to Jet and that money was used to uh, take back some of the aircraft from the lessors. So that has uh, given it 12 aircraft now. For example, one of the aircraft is still with uh, the Shifal Airport authorities um, in Amsterdam because uh, airport dues are pending. One of them mm-hmm. is on a Wettles with Air Serbia. The Wettles contract ends in December, so it will come back. So it's a total of uh, uh, six 777 aircraft, which is all wide-bodied, meant for international operations, three mm-hmm. A330s. and. 3737s. So the the point of mentioning this is what jet is left with is primarily long haul aircraft, which is meant for international operations. So the investors, unless they have, uh, I mean, the investors obviously have to start from domestic. So the entire flight plan and the aircraft plan also will have to be overhauled. Maybe some aircraft will have to be sold and new ones brought in so that some domestic operations can be resumed. Uh, The employees are on the rolls, but there's a lot of salary dues to them. So that has to be cleared for them to come back to work. Uh, Most importantly, jet lost almost all its flight slots to other airlines. So when it was unoperational, the government of India, the Ministry of Civil Aviation reallocated all its flight slots. That's the arrival and departure slots to rival carriers, including SpiceJet and Indigo and Go Air, etc. These are very sought
0: after, right? Because the right flight slots can make all the difference to your commercial viability as well, right? Because you want to be arriving in Mumbai during a prime sort of slot or, you know, in Delhi at a certain time, et cetera, right?
1: Absolutely. That is actually key. And that is the first step to the new investors, the new potential, I'll I'll still call them potential investors because the NCLT hasn't given its approval yet. So, So this is the first step that the investors need to take. They need to, and they plan to reapply for those slots to the Ministry of Civil Aviation. Interestingly, the ministry has been repeatedly saying that these slots have been reallocated on a temporary basis because jet is not operating. If and when jet starts operating or resumes its operations again, the slots will come back to it. But it remains to be seen how complicated or simple that will be. So it's a very long process ahead.
0: Right. And and just as a matter of policy, the slots are not tied to an aviation license, is it? I mean, these are the slots are um, separately allocated from
1: time to time. That's correct. Got it. Yeah, that's correct. But But there is a slight bit of complexity in that the IATA rules say that if an airline is undergoing an insolvency process like jet is, then it has the right to get back its slots it's not the right of the other carrier just because it has been reallocated to them on a temporary basis so jet because it's going undergoing bankruptcy process has complete right to get its slots back but remains to be seen how simple or how long that will take
0: yeah
1: so that's the international norm
0: but there is nothing that's binding on the indian authorities that um, you know that they have to follow that right
2: no uh,
0: yeah yeah go ahead
2: all those reallocations are conditional So the condition is and and that is written in the uh, allocation. So since the reallocations are conditional, airlines will have to return uh, slots to the government, which will then allocate it back to jet airways. But that, again, as Anirban said, will be a little more complicated than this because airlines, of course, will resist uh, the whole process of returning slots.
0: Right. Um, okay meher now let me come to you jet's revival is happening at one of the most turbulent times for the aviation industry globally right can you tell us more about the the macro operating environment for airlines in india today and how uphill a task is it going to be for the new jet management
2: so it is going to be a very difficult one because you know the the situation as far as aviation and airline is is really bad airlines are not able to fill planes they are not all, Operating with full capacity, they are still operating only 60% of pre-COVID flight capacity. So this is really a difficult time, not just for airlines in India but airlines globally because of the whole COVID situation. Right. So Jet is coming back to operation in itself will be a very uh, you know very difficult process. I I don't know how easy will it be for the airline to restart their flights. It will be a difficult one. The most difficult one would be filling those planes because there are not enough passengers. Right. So if the future airline management would definitely would want to wait for at least a 12 to 18 months to restart the airline because, you know, it will take at least 12 to 18 months for the capacity to come back. And then, of course, there'll be problem of slots like Jet had very premium slots at Bombay Airport, which was till pre-COVID times the most congested airport in the country in terms of premium slots, PCAR slots. Now, getting those slots back from airlines who are operating flights on it will be a difficult task for them. So, getting slots back will be another uh, another huge problem that the airline will face. And then, the other problem would be of you know actually getting people back because a lot of good people that Jet Airways had right. had left the airline and gone back to other airlines. Right. And if, if you if you uh, talk to them, you know they are not very hopeful of the airline restarting. Because uh, even even for an airline to actually have three thousand three hundred people, Jet would not be able to uh, restart operations as big. They will they will start with initially three or four or five. They will they will have to start with five aircraft operations, and they'll have to gradually build up over a period of time, which will be very difficult in the current situation. So the restart of Jet Airways is going to be a really difficult task, much more than the than the past eighteen months that Jet Airways had to face. I think. Right,
0: right. Very well put, actually. Anirban, can you tell us what this means for JETS employees? You said there are 3,000-odd employees still on the company's roles. Have they been getting salaries all these months or will they now be, uh, once the resolution plan goes through, will they receive their
1: full dues? Uh, So, yeah, this is certainly a ray of hope uh, for the uh, 3,000-odd employees who are still on JETS roles. Uh, The problem is uh, employees feature in the list of creditors, but they are uh, in the priority list, they are pretty down. I mean, they, they, they come after the secured lenders and the, the unsecured creditors, the suppliers, the vendors, which would include oil companies and lessors and other airlines, et cetera. Uh, the employees come at the bottom of the list, so to speak, or thereabouts. So uh, whether they get their full salary immediately, I mean, they, they won't get their full dues for sure. They won't get their full areas, but whether they start getting salaries, whether all of them get a part of their areas, all that uh, would be part of the revival plan that has been submitted by the consortium, which is not yet clear to us. Right. But it is definitely a real four because uh, added to jets crisis and jets shutdown has been the COVID-19 pandemic, which has uh, completely <laughs> battered the aviation industry and with it jobs. So So those who have been left in the lurch so to speak at jet airways have not been many of most of them actually have not been able to find jobs in the aviation industry uh, and they are they have stuck on in jet just in the hope that you know it'll be revived and they will get their salary back at least they will start to work again so so some of them for example the technicians and the the, the engineers it, it it might be good news for sure because um as soon as jet starts operating even if it's one flight couple of flights 10 flights 20 flights those engineers will be will be brought in. There will be pilots who will who'll, who'll come back to the fold. The question of areas is something that's not at all clear yet because it's not clear from the revival plan either. Only time will tell, but it's definitely a good first step. And what about the
0: airline in its heydays had about 16,000 odd employees and now it's down to 3,000 odd that are still on the rolls. So the people who left or, or lost their jobs, etc., are they also holding out hope that some amount of money will come to them? Are they also owed money by the airline?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. So many of them uh, have hopes. Uh, you know, the uh, pilots that we've spoken to or technicians or engineers or cabin crew, that there are dues, uh, there are investment dues and there are, uh, you know, EMIs, etc. that they have to pay And and the new jobs they've got, most of them have, had to take a pay cut, especially cabin crew and pilots, because jet used to be, at least on paper, it used to be a good paymaster until it stopped paying. Mm -hmm. So many of them have had to take pay cuts. They're not as well off as they used to be. So uh, definitely they would be hoping that some of them, most of them, you know, get at least a chunk or at least a percentage of the areas. But like I said, it's very unclear as to who will get what and how the employees will fare in terms of areas.
0: Um, Anirban and Mehil, that was a very useful explanation of all the issues involved. Very interesting conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was Anirban Chaudhary and Mehir Mishra, ET's aviation reporters based in Mumbai and Delhi respectively. They outlined for us a picture of possibilities even amidst the wreckage of a massive loan write-off and potentially unpaid vendors and employees. That's it from us today. I'm Strudhijit from The Economic Times. This episode was edited by Rachita Prasad and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. The Morning Brief appears Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. You can write to us with feedback on The Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a nice day ahead.
2: Avaaz.com.